Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. As any marketer knows, it's not enough to just have a good looking website. You need one that performs. It needs to provide relevant content, have the flexibility to adapt to both the brand and the customer's needs, and it needs the speed and performance that consumers expect. In a special episode brought to you by RDA and Sitecore, we're going to talk about three aspects that any brand should keep in mind when implementing a digital experience platform. Personalization and relevance, scale and flexibility, and speed and performance. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Jaina Baumgartner, a digital strategist with RDA. Jaina, welcome to the show. Hi, Greg. Thanks for having me. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this topic with you. So why don't we start by you giving a little background on yourself and your role at RDA? I would love to. So as you said, I'm a digital strategist working with RDA. I have 20 years of experience working with all kinds of digital experience platforms or DXPs. I have an MVP in several of them. I've been working with Sitecore for almost 10 years now, and I've held a Sitecore strategy MVP for four years in a row. And I've worked with Sitecore in a variety of capacities from architect, developer, and now I'm focused on strategy and marketing. And I've worked on both the client side and the partner side. So I'm excited to bring all my expertise to the table today as we talk about DXPs. That's great. Well, yeah, so we're here today to talk about the those three important aspects of a digital experience platform or DXP. Uh, and we're going to use some examples from a great platform that you mentioned already, Sitecore XM Cloud, to help illustrate what a modern DXP should provide. So before we get started, and for those a little less familiar do you mind providing your definition of you know, what exactly is a digital experience platform or a DXP? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So when this category came about, at first it was called WCMS or Web Content Management System. For years, Gartner's Quadrant included Web Content Management Systems, and it really focused on only you know, creating content that was used on websites. That was what the category was focused on. But several years ago, the category got disrupted with this concept of a digital experience platform. And Sitecore has been a leader in that category for many years. Um, And the reason it got disrupted is because we started to realize that our digital experiences, which, you know, a while ago was mainly just websites, 
started changing into a lot more than websites and an omni-channel experience became important. Obviously, you still needed content creation, content management, but it also became important how we deliver it across these different channels. And then the other aspect that was extremely important was optimization. So the ability to understand the analytics of your users, who's coming to your website, and be able to connect with them on your digital channels, rather than it just be a one-way communication where you just you know, push out your data and they're just looking at your content. What you want to do is build a connection create emotional stories and actually garner loyalty as users are getting more and more digital. So overall, a DXP is really composition, management, delivery, and optimization of content uh, in a contextualized manner for, for all your digital experiences. Great. Yeah, that's a great, great definition. Thanks for, thanks for providing that. So let, let's start by Talking about the first of the those three topics I mentioned at the top of the show, so personalization and relevance. So what expectation do customers have from a web-based experience when it comes to seeing personalized or relevant information? So this, I, I love this topic. This is my favorite one. Uh, <laughs> personalization is near and dear to my heart. I've been doing it for a long time, and uh, I love talking about this. So it's interesting just in the last year, customers say that, or, or marketing teams say that 62% will lose their loyal customer base. And that's up nearly 20% from 2021. And one of the main reasons for that is brands are not able to create connections with their customers when customers are having more and more digital experiences over face-to-face or, you know, in-person experiences with brands. And personalization is, is becoming something that customers see everywhere, wherever they go. Um, you expect it now. You expect to see, you know, content that's relevant to you and not having to sort through all this content to find what you really care about. And in a face-to-face or in-person experience, you would never expect to have an unpersonalized experience. Like I wouldn't go to a store, you know, talk to a sales rep, tell them I'm looking for windows, go look at windows, come back to the sales rep. And they start talking about doors to me or right. just have, you know, a generic pitch again, that would be very frustrating. Yeah. Yet brands, you know, when, when we talk about digital experiences, brands assume assume that if you have this just, you know, window of all of your content on the page and we, and you make your customers sort through it, that that's okay. And even though they keep telling you what they want, if you just completely ignore that, that's okay. What it causes is customers can't find a connection then with the brand and they don't see a difference between you and, and, you know, your competitor when you're not creating connective and emotional experiences with your customers. And that's where a DXP can really play into the situation. Yeah, yeah. And so relating to what you just said, uh, how does choosing the right DXP, because, you know, there's, there's lots of platforms out there, but, you know, how does choosing the right one help brands deliver on these expectations of personalization as well as relevance? 
Yeah, that's that's a great question. The main thing to think about is for this personalized experience, a few things are important. Personalized experiences require content, right? So where does this content reside? How easy is it to create? How easy is it to be served on your website? It requires agile delivery across all of your channels. Um, Again, you're not just talking to your brand anymore or to your customers anymore, only on your website. So when I go from website to email to social to mobile, how are you taking the information you know about me and delivering that content in all of those channels? So omni-channel agile delivery is extremely important. And then the third piece, and I would say the most important piece of this equation is the understanding of your customers. So understanding everything that you've learned about them and then being able to action on that understanding and deliver the right content in the right context to your customer. So a a DXP, um, so choosing the right DXP means choosing a DXP where you can easily create content that has omni-channel agile delivery and can do analytics and personalized um, delivery of that content. Before we continue, I'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show, Basecamp. Throughout my career, whether it was at my own agency or now as a consultant, Basecamp is what we rely on to help keep projects on track, on schedule, and on budget. It takes a straightforward approach to project management, It streamlines workflow management and definitely keeps the team in the loop and on top of ongoing updates, which all are major components in a smooth running operation. No matter if it's a simple campaign or a multi-million dollar project, Basecamp has been a key ingredient in the recipe for a successful project and business. If you're struggling with projects, sign up for Basecamp. Their pricing is simple and they give you all their features in a single plan. No upsells, no upgrades. Go to Basecamp.com slash Agile, that's Basecamp.com slash A-G-I-L-E, and try Basecamp for free. No credit card required and cancel any time. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Now let's get back to the show. So let's uh, let's move to our, our second topic, which is scale and flexibility. There's a lot of different ways that we can look at at both of these things, uh, look at scale and flexibility. One could be the ability to deliver content across different touch points and different languages. Uh, using Sitecore XM Cloud as an example, um, what kind of flexibility should a brand expect from their DXP? Yeah, so looking at XM Cloud as an example, XM Cloud, what, what Sitecore has done with XM Cloud is take their platform that was working well, but was not mock enabled, which mock stands for microservices, API first, cloud native and headless. So it wasn't mock enabled, but it was a great platform to create content in and was being used by what was very prevalent in the industry. And they took the core of that platform and made it mock enabled. And uh, so I would say in order for scale and flexibility to work, the mock architecture is extremely important because, and Sitecore XM Cloud allows the ability, uh, allows flexibility for both developers and marketers. So thinking about both your 
main audiences, the ones that create content and the ones that enable the marketers to create content, having flexibility in both realms allows you to to enable the personalized contextual experiences in a, in a scalable and flexible manner. And then the ability to have a focus on, you know, non-technical marketers as well. And like you said, different touch points in different languages is extremely important for clients that are, for brands that are global and need to serve their audiences across different languages, different localizations, um, having that capability is extremely important. And the good news, again, because Sitecore took their core architecture, XM Cloud, delivers on that promise of um, having multilingual and multi-localized sites. Yeah, yeah. So another way of looking at flexibility is on the back end, providing engineers and developers with flexibility and the ability to be agile in their development approach. Um, how does a platform like Sitecore XM Cloud help here? So Sitecore XM Cloud is a headless hybrid platform. And, you know, Sitecore XM Cloud is not one of a kind in this realm. The whole concept of headless, of having a headless architecture has been becoming more and more prevalent in the DXP space and disrupting that space even. But but Sitecore XM Cloud is also a headless platform. And what headless means is you're separating the ability to create content and doing the backend work and and the content management aspects from the presentation layer. And the presentation layer is the design, right? What you see, what a client sees when they go to the site. The need for separating them, those two is for developer flexibility because, and designer flexibility for that matter as well, because you no longer are held to a box of components or, or certain, certain ways of developing things. The, the world is your oyster. You can use any language to create the front end. You can create any design that makes sense for your brand and hence create it in a unique way um, rather than you know, boxing it in to fit a certain template. Um, again, this this goes back to the personalization conversation that we were having earlier as well, because it allows you to personalize to your customers and personalize to your brand, because now you can have that uniquely branded experience that really speaks to your brand and what you're trying to, the message that you're trying to deliver. Yeah. So last, but certainly not least, let's talk about why speed and performance is so important when it comes to a website and the DXP that it runs on. So we've all had a bad experience with load times on a website that frustrated us as customers how important is the speed and uh, performance to the customer experience? Uh, the speed and performance is extremely important. So the ideal load time for mobile sites is one to two seconds. And there are stats that say that if a site takes more than three seconds to load, the abandonment of that site is 53%. And if and as you keep adding a second into that load time, so if it's four or five seconds, at five seconds, the abandonment rate is almost 90%. 
it basically shows you that people will not wait for your site to load. So you might be losing, losing traffic, losing customers to your competitor simply because your site is not loading fast enough or a page is not loading fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, it makes sense. I mean, I've been, I've been on that, on that, the receiving end of that four five, six second load and, and then yes. it gets frustrating. Right. It is interesting because, you know, if you think about a non-digital experience, we were fine taking 15 minutes to go to a store to buy something, right? but in the digital world, people want it quick. And even the content that people consume need to be bite-sized. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it is amazing. Our, um, our expectations adjust with kind of the, the mediums. <laughs> Absolutely. So in addition to that, that person, that individual, you know, that subjective customer experience, what about Google and, or, you know, being the primary search engine and how does it, how does Google treat websites that don't perform well? A good page load time is extremely important for SEO. Although, you know, the algorithms that Google uses to create, uh, to showcase your page on the top 10 or 15 on the list is, um, is vague, right? We don't know what that might include, but we absolutely know that page load times play an important role in, in the, in that algorithm. So simply optimizing your page for a great page load time, bringing it down to no more than one to two seconds. And if you can bring it down to sub-second, that alone, regardless of the content that you have in there, that alone will significantly improve your ranking in search results. Got it. So how can the right DXP help with this? And, you know, how is uh, perhaps Sitecore XM uniquely suited to help here? Yeah, that's a great question. So a DXP um, traditionally, because it has loaded all of these elements, you know, that, that make it that make it easy for marketers, it's loaded those templates, all of those components it's created a lot of weight in loading a site. As you go headless, that weight is removed and kept on the content management experience and not on the front end, uh, which makes headless DXPs in general uniquely positioned to be better at generating uh, faster load times. And then XM Cloud specifically is even more so all of that because it has been optimized for Google Lighthouse scores. And with XM Cloud, again, the cool part is you're not giving up the marketer experience for that, for all the things that Headless comes with. It is this amazing, um, amazing DXP that sits in between having both a great marketer experience and all of the benefits of Headless. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, Jaina, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, one last question before we wrap up here. Uh, you've already given us a lot of great advice on on DXPs and 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 related topics, but uh, you know, what's a piece of advice you would have for brands that are in the process of considering a change with their digital experience platform? How should they get started with that process? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like we've talked a lot about XM Cloud here, but if we take a step back and just talk about what is right for for you, uh, one of the things that, you know, is important to think about is what are you trying to achieve and buying just what you need, right? So if you buy too much, I've seen this over and over again, where, where clients buy the Ferraris out there and then right. use 10%. They don't need all of that or don't have a plan of how they're going to execute all of that. So I think thinking about what features are important to you, what are you going to execute is extremely important. Figuring out what what DXPs work within your tech stack is important too. The good news about headless DXPs is they can easily integrate with uh, most things out there, but the more seamless the integration is, the better in terms of creating those personalized experiences. So I would say those are two important pieces in terms of thinking about the right DXP. And, you know, again, uh, RDA would love to help you figure out what's the right DXP for you and look at all of the criteria that makes a DXP great for a great fit for the for for your brand. Wonderful. Greg, thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. Um, it's been so exciting to talk to you about this topic. It's definitely a topic that I love talking about. And um, I hope I've provided your audience with some knowledge on picking the right digital experience platform for them. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks so much. I can, yeah, I can, I can tell you enjoy this stuff by just the way you talk about it. So that's, yeah, this is great, great stuff. And I, I know, I'm sure the audience is, is appreciative. Again, I'd like to thank Jaina Baumgartner, a digital strategist with RDA for joining the show. You can learn more about Jaina and RDA by following the links in the show notes. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.